Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Beth in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Um, listen, I was in Vegas. I was not planning to be back in Los Angeles. Two things brought me back to Los Angeles. Uh, Pau Gasol, Jersey retirement last night. Pau Gasol, very important figure in my career. I mean, some, someone asked me, the other day, like, what was some of the highlights? And I really think that 2009 championship season with the Lakers was one of my highlights. Uh, Just covering that team, it was one of the best group of uh, players to cover. They all got the roles. They were all very friendly to us in the media. Kobe, uh, Powell, Lamar, you go down the list, it was a fantastic team to cover. So it was great to uh, be back at Crypto.com Arena to see the number 16 go up. And by the way, like the, the, the Lakers did such a fantastic job. Jerseys on all the chairs. By the way, like qual- quality uh, jerseys. These were not like T-shirt jerseys. But the other thing that brought me back, the Lakers are back. And I had to see Armani Buckets with my tag team partner, Brandon Deutsch, because yeah. we've, we've been very high on this Lakers team. And, Brandon, I'm going to pass the torch off to you for a second before yeah. we talk to our money because since the trade deadline and I thought of you when I saw this stat I know it's a small sample size yep. since the trade deadline Lakers number two in defense yep and by the way their defense rating overall has been so good the last yeah. couple of weeks it's up to 13th Here it's we go. barely behind and remember the magic number what was the magic 11. number 11. you gotta be in 11th place to have a chance oh, at a championship 14 in the last 15 <laughs> but look I mean this sounds kind of crazy but if they play defense like that and LeBron comes back they have a chance. I, I, anybody has a chance in the Western Conference, Ar- Armani. I'm not saying they will win the, the championship, but Here look, Pau Gasol, that whole thing was emotional. I wasn't there. I saw the stream, though, the lot from inside the stadium. Okay. So, yeah. you know, Grant sent that one, and that was very emotional. It's, I mean, it, it, I teared up. I think everybody did. It was, just, it was uh, emotional because um, this reporter in Spain, and I actually talked to him because I, I said, you really got a great – Reaction. This was Kobe Bryant talking about how having his jersey retired and what that moment will be like. And I said, like, what an amazing thing. And obviously, he, the reporter being from Spain, that was his his question was about how this was in uh, 2019, I think. And um, so again, just just to see Kobe's response and to say that 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 Powell's jersey will be retired yeah. right next to his. It was it was a very like emotional night because you could just see the emotion from Powell and the emotion from Kobe in that video. Kobe and it's and so exactly. sad, and there's it's it's one of those things where it's the, there's a hole in Los Angeles that'll never be filled because yeah. of his loss. I mean, he meant so much to the city, so much to the Lakers, so yeah. so much to everybody around the world. It's just very sad, and you can tell Powell is just you know he's such a, a sweet man. You know, being able to you know, help out his family and, and Vanessa and the whole Brian family. And it's just so touching and so sad that he lost one of his best friends. And yeah. 
I, but again, it was his night. It was about POW. And I'm so glad that Genie and the whole Lakers organization, they really go up, above and beyond when it comes to stuff like this. And yeah. One of the pristine top organizations when it comes to morals and what they do right in certain situations like this. Very proud of how it was handled and everything like that. But let's transition to the game last night because yeah. there was a game and the Lakers won that game. And they've, 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 they've looked really good since the trade deadline. Again, no LeBron. But they beat Memphis going into a, a big stretch coming up against Toronto and the New York Knicks. So Armani Buckets, we've been talking for a long time here. The Lakers, by the way, the Lakers for the first time now favored slightly to get into the play-in tournament as we sit here on uh, Wednesday. They are the number nine. Seed. Better Venmo him now and apologize <laughs> for Troy Brown. Better apologize. All right, Armani Buckets, the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a very nice win yesterday against the Grizzlies. Anthony Davis... This is what we wanted to see from Anthony Davis. The guy looked like a gladiator out there. He, yeah. Like, I thought he broke his nose. Maybe he did. Do we know? Some, no, I, I, I don't know. Although the bandage was near near his nose, not like, like on okay. his nose, but yeah. But still, the fact that he's taking those hits yeah. and he's coming back and he's basically asking for more, 30 and 22, Amazing. this is exactly what we talked about with Davis when LeBron went out. Can he perform at this level? And he is, and that's what everything starts with. I know Lakers fans want to see D'Angelo Russell come back, and yes, he, he should be helpful. I love the way Dennis Schroeder is playing as yeah. a starting point guard, and I love what we're seeing from Austin Reeves. His confidence, oh, yeah. you can even just tell with the way he handles the basketball. Like When he's running a pick and roll, he's like going behind the back now. He's a lot more comfortable just dribbling and doing like, Kind of, it's not fanciness, but it's just like he trusts his ball handling, he trusts his decision making, and then Troy Brown Jr. He's been shooting the lights out, and these kinds of wins are encouraging for the Lakers because Malik Beasley is a streaky player. He had an off night. Yeah. Now, what happens when everybody's clicking and he's hitting shots? I know. And Vanderbilt's playing well, and everything else is clicking. I mean, Grant texted me. Malik Beasley needs to be sent to Taiwan <laughs> after that performance. I don't know about that, but he is going to make $16 million next year, so the Lakers have to do their due diligence. I think that's a team option. might yeah. even be a player option. I have to look into that. Look, Armand, you're right. Uh, this is a team we were like, okay, this is what we need to see Anthony Davis. We hadn't seen it in years since the bubble. Can he be this physical player? I mean, there's an argument he he's right now over the past four games, the most physical player in the NBA right now with the way he's grabbing boards, getting to the rim. He's really understanding. Like every once in a while he'll do that weird three and he makes one out of two a game. Yeah. And he really, you know, when they were up 105-98, just – Dribble, one dribble, go to the, no one can stop you. You know, why is he shooting the three? Luckily, Troy Brown Jr. hits the shot. They they pull out that victory. And defensively, what he does defensively, I can't believe he hasn't won a defensive player of the I year. Know. Isn't that crazy? I mean, he's been the best. Is, yeah. He's been the best defender, in my opinion, in the NBA for like at least four four years, in my opinion. Just what he can do. Probably beside him and Giannis are like the only two bigs in the league that can really stretch out and guard the perimeter. Maybe Adebayo, but Adebayo is more of like a forward big. Very encouraging win for the Lakers. Arash, we said they'd go 2-1 and one this week. They beat the Grizzlies. So they far. beat the Raptors. We kind of need the Raptors to beat the Clippers tonight, right? Because that Ooh, would that help would be the nice. Lakers. I think they um, Really? <laughs> See, well, we'll talk to our good friend Grant in segment <laughs> two. But listen, I mean, what, what, what I like about this team is that there is this feeling of, okay, forget about the first – three quarters of the season. Forget about the beginning. This is a brand new team. They're playing for each other. They're playing defensively. They're they're 
there's a different feel. And by the way, okay, so I have not been at Crypto.com Arena since the beginning of the season. We've talked about it after the beginning that they had and after the way that they played the previous season. I said, I'm not going back until they're at least 500. Well, I made the exception for Powell. What it is, though, is great to hear crypto chant defense, defense, yeah. and really yeah. get behind these guys, and it's great for them to actually play defense. So that was the thing that I kept thinking, that, is that if this team can find a way to get into the play-in, if they can find a way to get into the playoffs, that crowd at Crypto.com Arena, and again, I've gotten used to saying that. It's still weird to say it, but anyways, Crypto.com Arena, it, it, it's going to be huge It's contingent upon Davis's it and really LeBron's is. health. If those two guys are healthy and Davis is playing like he is now, even when LeBron is coming back, I'm yeah. telling you, the Lakers are going to be a tough out. They really are because look at – Arnold, you brought it up. Schroeder and Reeves playing fantastic. What do you do when Russell comes back? Do you give Reeves last minutes? You can't. I mean, he's been so efficient and so good. In fact – some team or the Lakers, he's going to be a restricted free agent. He's going to give him $10 million a year, close to that. And I yeah. think he deserves it. I think he's one of the more underrated players still in basketball. You got Schroeder, and his change of direction is excellent. If you just watch what he's able yeah. to do with the basketball and getting teammates open and his IQ, what a pickup by Rob Palenka. I know the, the tides have changed where we were always like, Rob, do something. But, man, he's done an excellent job uh, ever since the trade deadline. Lakers are, what, 6-2, and 7-2? Yeah. They've won 6 out of their last 8 games. And the only two losses were the Memphis choke late in the game where they yeah. didn't hit shots, right? Yeah. And then Timberwolves, they couldn't hit shots. So technically they could be a no over their last 8 games right now, and it's even more impressive without LeBron. Tough schedule the rest of the week. The Raptors are like the Lakers, very yeah. physical, want to play defense. Um, and then the Knicks, of course. I know they just lost to Charlotte, but they should have Brunson back by that point. That's going to be a tough matchup as yeah. well. Hopefully they can beat the Raptors because I'm not going into that Knicks game with any expectation. Knicks are playing such good basketball, it's going to be hard to win that game. Is that game on a Sunday? Sunday. It's on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. It's an ABC game, right? Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Knicks-Lakers Sunday. Yeah, the, the rest of this week is going to be so telling because you look around the West this morning, Brian Windhorst said that Zion is not close to returning. Yeah. So if you, the Lakers are in ninth. Let's say the Pelicans tenth or whatever. They're I don't in twelfth right They're now. They're in twelfth. So without Zion, they're in they're in big trouble. Utah's another team. Last night, Utah looked competitive against Dallas, but they're limited talent wise. So that's one more. Oklahoma City looks beat good. Golden State, they look good. And then who's the team I'm forgetting? Portland. Portland, and they're a one man show. Yeah, it's the so, same. If he scores 50 points, you have a chance to win. And if he doesn't, you probably are going to lose. So yeah. that's that's how it looks. So if we, I had to bet, I would bet Lakers-Thunder. Uh, Make it. There we go. I still think it's Lakers-Blazers. I'll, I'll stay by yesterday because I can't count out Dame in situations like this. Like, you yeah. just know, and you can attest to this, Armand, because you're a big Dame fan. I think we all are. When it comes to, like, time, like that moxie time, there's another word that I won't yeah. say. <laughs> um, and it's, it's a two-man phrase. Uh, but or a two-word phrase when it's blank cutting time. Yeah, it, Dame is that guy you trust. Like he's going to put up sixty points and win you a ball game. Like just by himself. And the team doesn't play defense. Like that's concerning. But like when you have a guy like that, yeah, it's like LeBron, bro. You can't count out like LeBron in a one game, right? So the Portland has a relatively easier schedule in the next couple of games. So let's so. explain it again because we've, we've we've talked about it before. Uh, the nine and ten seeds would would, would play, play each other. Yeah. So this would be single game elimination. Potentially the Lakers versus Portland or Thunder. I mean, or he Thunder. says it's Thunder and Thunder. Yeah. Look, look, look. All, hats off to buckets. He he knows the game. We both know the game and. He's really high in OKC. And and he has been for quite a while. And they looked really good without Jalen Williams, who's out, by the way, two games. 
Um, and that was huge, who I think is probably the rookie of the year, but he's not going to win the award. It's going to go to Paulo Montero. But uh, look, the Thunder are good. Shea is another guy like Dane who can take over games whenever he wants. And Gabe, wow. triple double. Well, just, so who's the better matchup for the Lakers? Would you rather have the Thunder or the... I think you can exploit Portland a little bit more, and I think it's because of their defense. Like, okay, see, at least plays defense, so they could, they'll be competitive in a one game against the Lakers. <clears throat> yeah. Portland, what you could do is if you really shut down Dame, which I'm not saying you can do, you beat them. It's very simple. Like, if yeah. he scores 50 points, you could still beat them if everybody else doesn't play, right? Like, OKC actually has a top 20 defense. So I know it's not saying much, but Portland's like yeah. bottom five in defense. That's important. And the Lakers. What they've been doing very, very great recently, tremendously, is setting the pace of the game. You mentioned this yesterday when you were at the game. From start to finish, even though they were down, transition. They're, at, they're the best in the league in transition pretty much, like top two. And then once it gets into the half court, they'll take like 20 seconds off the clock. They'll slow the game down. That's important. Those are recipes for a championship team. I'm not saying that they're going to win the championship, but defense, pace of playing, excellent transition play. Reminds me a lot of the 2020 Lakers. We have said the word championship a lot this morning. Well, I'm not saying it's going to happen. <laughs> you look at the West, the man, Jokic got cooked by the Raptors yesterday or two yeah, days so ago. How, I mean, like, how do you feel if the Lakers play the Nuggets fully healthy? Because I said how I feel yesterday. I don't win. think that the Lakers, they're not going to be favored, and I wouldn't expect them to win. The, 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 the difference is, is if healthy and they're playing like this. If Anthony Davis is playing like this, if LeBron comes back, he's playing the way that he did, it wouldn't shock me. You're talking about, you're talking about two transcendent players. And again, I know LeBron's at the twilight of his career. He certainly wasn't playing that way this season. And if Anthony Davis is healthy, I know a big if, but he's healthy right now. And, and look at what he's doing. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. It's not, <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't shock me. It's not like, it, it, you know, if, if a team without any stars comes out of nowhere, you're like, where did this team come from? This team does have superstars. If they get past Denver, then I think you would be thinking, and I'm not knocking no. you for this, then you're thinking finals. Exactly. Yeah. And it's possible because if they could get by Denver, then you're looking at really the other best teams being Phoenix, Golden State, who will probably play each other, by the way. So one will get knocked, and then Sacramento. And the thing is, this is a different team because it's like, yes, this team is what they are during the season, but post-trade deadline, it's a really important note, this is a different team. So, again, the bet we made, you were 100% right. That team as currently constructed back then, they would not have made the play in tournament. This new team, if they're healthy, if they continue to play like this, continue to play together, they can be, again, in a wide-open West, they have a chance. And, by the way, something that's really scary and dangerous about the Lakers if you're an opposing team in the Western Conference is that their players are developing as the year goes on. Yeah. Troy Brown Jr. has become way better at defense over the past month. Um, he's really switching, rotating very well. So is Dennis, who was never really known as an excellent defender. I mean, he was always decent, but he's playing good defense. Reeves has always been pretty good at defense. And you got the wings. Hachimura was even playing defense That's yesterday. Right. He had a great game. And we were like, this guy's going to China. Or Taiwan. <laughs> no, that was our you know? I still <laughs> think so. I'm sorry. I, I, don't I mean, if he doesn't have that mid-range jumper, he really has no game, and it sucks. But he had a couple of big shots yesterday. What is the importance, though, as someone who coaches the game, of players knowing the roles? It does seem like slowly but surely these guys are beginning to know, okay, this is my lane, this is my role. It's everything. And that's why I'm curious to see what happens when D'Angelo comes back because you only have a certain number of guys 
that are going to be allowed to run pick and rolls, to be primary ball handlers. And Reeves is doing so good at that. And so now you're going to take that role away from him. And also somebody's going to go straight to the bench, which will probably be Lonnie Walker. He probably won't play when D'Angelo comes back. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see what happens. You're going to move Reeves. Reeves has been their backup point guard with Schroeder being their starting point guard. And now it's going to be D'Lo the starting point guard, Schroeder the backup. And yeah, Reeves, you, you got to have play Reeves guard. start at shooting guard, right? Because Schroeder oh. can't shoot threes. So you're saying Reeves well. over who? Beasley? Oh, I guess neither of them will start. Well, yeah. Beasley's been so bad. Oh, my God. Play <laughs> Troy Brown Jr., man. I Beasley, mean, that's what – this is who he is. I mean – He either goes like 10 out of 12 from three or say, 0 out of 16 from yeah. three. I mean, okay, by the way, what about – what what luck for the Lakers, for Desmond Bain, like you said, to turn into Denzel Valentine. <laughs> I mean, the dude had 30 points against the Clippers, looked like the second coming of Jesus, and he's one of my favorite players. And then yesterday – my God, he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat yesterday. <laughs> That's kind of where my hesitation with the Lakers lies. Yeah. I, I want to see the rest of this week because Bain and Brooks, they had some quality looks, especially late in the game with Brooks wide open in the corner, just missing shots. Yeah. That's not necessarily good well, defense. Brooks, yeah, I think that happened. Brooks, Bain was just that had an off night, but Brooks, it was it was here yeah. because of the whole sharp, you know, he's in LA. Where was and sharp? Like, was he not in attendance? So, by the way, so he was on my flight. And he was sitting in first class. I was right behind him in Delta Comfort. So I, I was, you know. and uh, so, But he had his headphones on. He had his dog? I got, I got the <laughs> head nod, but it wasn't like, I, I, I mean, if he didn't have his headphones on, it would have been like, would you, were you going to go to the game? I didn't see him there. Not saying that he couldn't have been there. He certainly wasn't courtside. Maybe he didn't want to take the focus away or or whatnot. Hey, but, by the uh, way, hats off to Jimmy Butler. Yeah. In the middle of a of two home games. Amazing. Why? Because people forget. He, okay. How was his Great mentor question. in Chicago? Right. Yeah, Talk like, about that. And so again, when when people think about Pau Gasol, it's it's his beginning of his career with the Grizzlies. His time with the Lakers. Second team All NBA, two time All Star with the Chicago Bulls. I mean, yep. People forget his first two years with the Bulls were incredible. Yeah, we had a chance, if people remember, it was 2-1 to one Bulls against Cleveland, and LeBron hit the game-winning shot in the corner. That team was up by 10 going into the fourth quarter of that game. It was Rose, which was post-injuries Rose, Butler, Gasol, Noah, and who knows, if wow. they win that game, that team could have gone to the finals that year. That was a great basketball team, and it was, again, it was similar to Anthony Davis. It was contingent upon Derrick Rose's health. Yeah. Um, and by the way, if Rose never gets hurt, Amazing, yeah. I mean, you're talking about maybe a, a title or two for Chicago if they could have gotten by LeBron. Again, it's LeBron, so you never know because he was always – I mean, he's LeBron. Put him in a playoff series, it's hard to beat him. But, man, Powell was great, and I think people were con- – you know, it's been so long. It hasn't been long, and it has been long. Like, yeah. Armani, we're getting older, right? Like, <laughs> the Powell Gasol Bulls days feels like, like – it yesterday, just, it but. just gets overlooked, at least from my standpoint, because again, it was like Grizzlies and well, Lakers, like was, and I remember he played with the Bulls. Yeah. but I forget. I mean, second team All NBA. That's great. That's yeah. great. And also, something I, I just wanted to add: people are just forget. They're like, wait, Jimmy Butler knows Powell? Yeah. Like people oh, don't remember yeah. they, that. Like Jimmy, part of his when he was young, like Powell mentored him. That was his guy. Yeah. I remember. So we got Gasol when he was in his mid thirties. Yeah. We were in a rough patch of couple games that we'd lost, and the media was basically saying, "Wow, this team needs to pick it up." The next game, Powell had forty-six and seventeen Amazing. against the Bucks, 
and he was 34, 35 years old. And it's like he can he could still flip that switch where he could be that dominant player. Yeah. I hated watching him on defense, so I'm not going to lie. Not <laughs> I Jordan Adams hurt. He used to be, be, good. Used yeah, to be very good at good. defense when, when Phil was coaching him. Yeah. He was excellent on the defensive end like I, at times. I can't know? blame him. He was in his mid-30s. Yeah, he was yeah. slow, Sometimes dude. Poor guy. He's like, oh, man, here it goes again <laughs> with the pick. All right, all right, let me ask you this. What, what, can you can, can you uh, wait for Jokic or Luka to be 36 playing defense? Oh, man. Man, I, I, I think yeah. they'll be like, ah, oh, well, the, well, they're, they're going to put up those kind of numbers. The Olay defense. Here, oh. go to the basket. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> take, take it all the way. Uh, you know, like, uh, poor guys. But, uh, man, yeah. people. For, you know, well, if you remember back uh, um, her, um Sabonis yes. in Portland. I mean, I mean, no one expected him to play defense, but just like an absolute Huge amazing. influence on Kyle, by the way. Exactly. Just uh, And he's one of those guys that if, if you look back at his highlights back when he was – Playing in Europe and just I'm like, oh my god, what an amazing! That's the big influence for Jokic, too. exactly. Yeah, and his son. Oh yeah. So listen, I, I I'm for the first time in a long time optimistic that the Lakers are going to make this play in tournament. And now I'm getting a little greedy. You know, I, I, I like for them to go up and be in that seven like eight seed game where you win and you advance. But we'll see. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Grant Miller to talk some more about the Clippers. When we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the bet in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. what drives everyone to make the most of every moment we celebrate living large in the now in a city where time disappears we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever we go big we go all night and here everyone is invited so get loose and get loud this is circa you'll have the time of your life This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment, or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310 400 Zero three four zero. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline right now and join our good friend Grant Mona. Grant, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. Oh my God, the NBA is on fire right now. Uh, so many things are happening. So many teams yeah. so close. Parity is—it's a beautiful thing and it's a scary thing, guys. As as you probably know. It's a fun time in the Western Conference. Let's start with this, uh, Grant. So we got the Clippers and the Lakers, and we kind of like talked about this during the season. I was very high on the Clippers. I I did not think that they would be in this position. I thought that they would be, you know, a top four seed. But as we sit here right now, the Lakers and the um, Clippers both find themselves in this play-in tournament. Um, post-trade deadline, these are two teams going in different directions. Your thoughts first on the Clippers right now? Uh, like you said, going in opposite directions. Um, you know, I, I, I heard you guys talk about it the past two shows, and, and you guys are completely right. 
Yes, they did get a win. Yes, they did get a win, and that was the first win in the Russell Westbrook era, I guess you could say. I don't even know if it's an era. But I think the biggest thing for them for that win is the fourth quarter. They got to play like they did in the fourth quarter. And sure, you know, they didn't play a, a great Grizzlies team, a Grizzlies team that's also in turmoil. But they, the way they did it, I think, is the biggest takeaway. They showed that they can dig in and play defense with that small ball lineup. They showed that their stars can lead them to victories, and I know it wasn't against a very good team, but the Grizzlies are still a pretty good team defensively, even without their top players. So I think for them, it's it's about building off of that fourth quarter, not the whole game, because obviously you don't want to look at the third quarter. You know, they gave up 51 points in that quarter alone. But you got to understand, momentum is everything. And getting a win like that this late into the season, especially when you're you're in flux, you don't know you know, what your identity is really. Um, and, and when your stars have kind of been struggling as of late, you got new pieces. That's a win that you can build off, especially when you have a lot of your games at home in this in this stretch. You have three games in 12 days, so you get a lot of rest. You, you have the ability to, to finally get healthy and, and be at your best going into the, into the play-in, play-off. I don't know where they're going to be. I don't think anyone knows where anybody's going to be, so... Um, at this point, I, I think they're just gonna gonna build off that fourth quarter. Um, you know, see what you got in terms of still rotation. Rotation wise, it's still a mess, but there's something that you can build off. Paul George looked awesome. Kawhi looked awesome. Even Eric Gordon looked awesome. They played with that that desperation, like Paul George had mentioned, and they got to play like that for the rest of the way if they want to even get into the playoffs and avoid the play-in. Yeah, Grant, you alluded to it. That third quarter really has me concerned because of the defense. Do you think that the defense can fix it internally? Do they need to do something to the rotations? Maybe my, my thought process, although Eric Gordon had a great game, I, I like a little bit more athleticism. Maybe, I don't know how you feel about it, but a guy like an Amir Coffey maybe just to give you a little bit more athleticism somewhere. Um, do you think that the defense will be all right? Uh, it's hard to say. You know, Armand, yesterday I heard you talk about them, and you were saying there's not – I don't. I think you said there's not one person on the roster that, you know, can be like that Jared Vanderbilt-type guy where you can just have that energy on the defensive end. And I disagree. There is one guy. It's Robert Covington. And Robert Covington isn't getting playing time. And that's the kind of guy that you need in the lineup. If you, if you really care about defense, I mean, Marcus Morris was getting blown by by Desmond Bain and Tyus Jones like it was nothing. Like they, he, he was opening up holes in the, in, in the defensive end. He was driving by him. You know, other guys had to, had to help, and then that left other guys open. If you really want to get serious about defense, you got to put your best defenders in. And like you said, a guy like Amir Coffey, at least he puts the effort and the energy in on the defensive end. Robert Covington, we know, can get his hands in passing lanes. We know he can cause deflections. We know he's a good on-ball defender. Those are the guys that need to be in the lineup down the stretch and, and even in those those third quarters where you need those stops. They have the personnel to do it. It's not that. It's the effort. It's the mentality. It's the desperation aspect for that team. Uh, it's more of a mental thing for me as opposed to physical. The, the rotations... Yes, you can say a lot about it, who should be in, who should be not. But if you're not right up in the head, if you're not right mentally, you know, th these defensive rotations mean nothing. The these these quarters where you get blown out mean nothing because you got to put that into it. 
And I haven't seen that until that fourth quarter over the past five games. And and that's why, you know, there's a little bit of optimism, but there's also not because you got to do that for four quarters. And can they do it? It, it remains to be seen. I, I think they have what it takes. It's just putting it together at this point. I got three words for you. Marcus, Morris, guys had a great career. Dwight had a freaking great career. Should have been right? in the top 75. Four-time defensive player of the year. He's in Taiwan. Marcus Morris, pack your bags. I'm sorry. I don't know what he what he has on Ty Lu. Like Grant mentioned, Robert Covington is 10 times the defender Marcus. I mean, Marcus Morris was like the fourth worst rated defender in the league last year. But he averaged 15 points per game and had a, a really good year offensively. This year, he doesn't bring any value on the court, right? So that's number one. Also, Grant, this was a team that was top five in defensive rating throughout the first, I don't know, two months of the season. Now they're 17th. The Lakers have a way better defensive rating than them now. Um, and it's not like their offensive rating. Yes, it's getting better. It was 27th. Now it's 19th. Look, I've I, I mentioned the stat before. You need to get the defense better because 14 of the last 15 NBA champions – top 11 defensive rating. I know the key is Robert Covington, but are there other guys that can step up like Terrence Mann in situations where they're getting a lot of minutes or even Russell Westbrook, who seems to be at least putting effort on the court right now, Grant? Yeah, you know, a another big thing about it is that Evita Zubats hurt his calf uh, against the Suns the game before the break, and he has not been right since then. And Armand, I know you know this because you've mentioned it a lot. Avica Zubac is a big part of their defensive prowess. And he's a big part of why you can put him out there and, you know, in the paint, uh, guys can't get shots off. And he can switch off of guards. You know, he's not as good as some of the best like Miles Turner and Jaron Jackson Jr. But he's pretty good, uh, you know, around the perimeter when he gets switched onto a guard. They were missing him for a little bit. And he was even on a minutes restriction last game when they went to the small ball lineup, which actually had a pretty good defensive effort. Um, but him being healthy, you know, tonight's game, they're, they're healthy outside of Norman Powell because Norman Powell still has that shoulder subluxation. But, you know, with Z Evita Zubat's healthy, I think they can still get back to what they, they need to be. Like you said, Brandon, in the first couple months of the season, they were a really good defensive team. And it's because Evita Zubat was healthy and he was moving around and he was getting blocks. He was getting steals. He was, you know, that presence inside was really felt. If they can get back to that and if he can get back to that, it, it makes a lot of the other guys' jobs easier. And like you said, Russell Westbrook is at least putting the defensive effort in. He still has some iffy decisions. He he goes for shot fakes. Um, he's not in the right lanes. Um, he did get a, a, a crucial steal at the end of the game last game. But, you know, like I said, it, it's really not about who's in at, the, at, at what time because you can put a lot of lineups out there that the Clippers have in the rotations right now, and you'll have a good defensive lineup. It's just about the effort that the rotate, like, you know, Guys just got to help. You know, there's a lot of guys I've seen in the games where they don't help if a guy gets blown by. They, they don't help if, you know, another guy gets switched off of them. It, it's about communication. It's about the effort, the mentality, like you guys said. And, and I think that's the biggest point. It's not really about who's out there. It's about what they do when they're out there, the mentality when they're out there. Yeah, by the way, I was going to say, I can't get that meme out of my head, the Russ the Builder meme. Wait, so wait, <laughs> okay, so the Clippers, essentially, like, I was a persona non grata for the Kawhi when they had the groundbreaking, and I didn't tweet anything bad. I, I only took a quick five-second video of Kawhi's reaction to that group. What is it? The tantrum in the fifth, fifths in the tantrum, whatever, and Kawhi was like, why the heck am I here? And you think the Clippers would learn. 
They put my boy Russ, they put Brody in a construction hat and a construction vest, made him Bob the Builder, Brody the Builder. Grant, explain what's happening with your team. Uh, look, the, the, it, it's funny because the Intuit Dome, like this whole ceremony and this whole celebration was supposed to be a, it, like I said, a celebration. It's supposed to be a happy moment in, in Clippers history. And yet, on social media, all you're seeing is Kawhi with a straight face with, like, he wants nothing to do with anything that's going on. You have Russell Westbrook, who is the subject of a lot of memes already. And then you put him in a brick-building outfit. And you have, that, that, that is just, I mean, you, you're calling for it. You're literally asking for it. Then you have Steve Ballmer talking about toilets when you're trying to win championships. It's just insane to me how at this time you're going to do this. You, first of all, I understand bringing maybe Kawhi and Paul George, you know, your cornerstones. You bring the whole team out there, there's going to be meme material. There's just going to be, especially with how they're playing right now. And Bones Highland screwing around back there. And, like, then they got a couple dudes from the G League there. I mean, it's like, what are you doing? By the way, Grant, I was going to ask you this. I know this is that, – that, it's a great – that's a great conversation to have about the Intuit Dome, and I'm very excited for the Clippers to get their toilets. own toilets And good they, toilets. They good toilets there, if you're bringing that up. But uh, <laughs> for over the next five games, this is going to be important. I'm actually very excited to see this Clippers game tonight against a Toronto team that's been playing very well since the trade deadline, since they got Jacob Pirtle. Where do, what do they go in this next five stretch? What What's their record? You got Toronto, the Knicks, Warriors, Orlando, and Portland. I think they can win three of those games, but they're going to lose to the Knicks three and Warriors, no? Yeah, I, I'm saying three and two, Arashi. You hit it right. I think three and two. Yeah. Is, and But is that enough? Probably not, right? They need to be elite to finish off if they want to avoid the play-in, which, in my opinion, this is how I think it's going to go. I think they're going to be the 7 or 8 seed, honestly. I don't think that they have the the consistency, to w what it takes to get to that 6 seed. I think 7 or 8 is what they're going to be looking at. And honestly, at this point, it is what it is. They got to accept what it is. And when you get to that play-in, have that playoff Kawhi, like hope for playoff Kawhi, because over these next five games, it looks like a schedule that you can maybe go 4-1, and 5-0 and over. But like you said, the Knicks are awesome. The Raptors are tough. The Magic are even long, too, which kind of poses a threat to them. Uh, you know, the Warriors are always good against the Clippers. I don't know. It, it, it's kryptonite for them. Um, so, look, it, it's not going to be easy. It's never – for any of these teams in the top 10, top 12 even, it's not going to be easy. But – the Clippers have the personnel. Like I said, it's just take that fourth quarter and apply it to four quarters for every game. I don't think they can do it. Three and two is probably most likely in the next five. One of my least favorite Clipper stats as someone who predicted they would go to the finals is, is that they are, have not been a good team when they've played good teams. Again, they, they are 11 and 30 or 11 and 26 or something against teams that are that or above 500. I mean, they, so, you know, clearly come play in tournament playoff time, you're going to be playing good teams. Tell me why that is. I mean, again, this is supposed to be one of the top teams in the league. You know, I, I, I chalk it up to, and it's, you know, people talk about injuries a lot. They've been relatively healthy over these, over these games. I mean, Kawhi's played, I think 22 or 23 of the last 26 games he's been in the lineup um i just think that matchup wise a lot of these teams are just putting through 
playoff effort when it comes to the Clippers. I've seen, you know, the Denver Nuggets, when they play the Clippers, they act yeah. like, you know, the Clippers just committed an act of terrorism. They act like we're fighting for or for America. I mean, the Nuggets play awesome against the Clippers. The Warriors play awesome against the Clippers. It's like everyone, when they play the Clippers, they get – you guys can attest to this too. Whenever, you know, somebody plays the Lakers or when a, a player's injured and they come back against the Lakers, it's always like they, they, they have their career high or they have a career high in threes or something like that. They always, so, you know, it, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's always like that with the LA teams because when you come to LA, you want to beat that team. You want, you, that's why you hear, even in it, you know, they play the magic and you hear beat LA chants in Orlando. It's like, hold on a minute. You're saying beat LA in November and December? Like, it, it's crazy because a lot of teams get up to play the best. And when you play the best, you have to get up as well. And like I said before, mentality is everything. It just seems like when they play those best teams, that spark isn't there. That energy isn't there. They, they're just treating it like it's a preseason game or like it's a middle-of-the-pack team. I think it's a good time now with where we're at in the standings. The Clippers are only a game and a half above the Lakers, and the Lakers are obviously trending in the right direction since the trade deadline. So if we go around the room and say who we think finishes with a better record in the regular So here's the thing, and Grant, I brought this up on the show yesterday. I think the Clippers finish higher in the standings, but my dream scenario is this winner-go-home play-in game. It is the Lakers versus the Clippers. The Lakers in this scenario would be the 9th seed. They win their game. The Clippers would be in that 7-8 spot. They would lose that game. And we would get, again, for the first time ever, a postseason game between the Lakers and the Clippers. I'm picking the Lakers to win that game. I'm picking the Clippers to finish the season with a better record. I'm picking the Lakers to win that play. Can I interject game. really quick? Sure. Because we, we talked about your goals and your optimism towards yes. the play-in. If the Lakers make it in as the ninth seed, as an ninth seed. and they lose that first game, is that a disappointment? To 100%. You? Yeah. They, they have to make it out of yeah. the play-in. Yeah. They have to make it out of the play-in? They have to make it out of the play-in for this to be – and again – it's not a successful season in the hierarchy. Again, we just had this amazing ceremony last night for Pau Gasol. You look at what this franchise has been built on. There's no successful season here. However, I will say this right now. If the Lakers and the Clippers play in a play-in tournament game and they beat the Clippers and eliminate the Clippers and the Lakers advance into the postseason, I am throwing a parade down Manhattan <laughs> Beach Boulevard. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and by the way, if, they, if, if that happens to the Clippers, pet bet status. Exactly. If that happens to the Clippers, by the way, you have to consider breaking up Paul George. <laughs> you cannot lose in the play-in and not even make the playoffs. What an embarrassment that would be, by the Grant, way. And I, I, I stand by it. I think the Clippers not only avoid the play-in, I think they're the sixth seed. I really oh, do. Wow. Okay. There's nothing that makes sense about it since they've been abysmal the past five games. But they have the roster that I think they have a better roster than Minnesota. They have a better roster than Golden State, in my opinion, top to bottom. I mean, they have a better roster than Dallas. Dallas doesn't play defense. So for me, it's like if the Clippers can play a little defense, they can avoid the play-in completely. Yeah, you know, so I think it's the Clippers that finish with a hot, better record than the Lakers. Yeah, look, guys, it, it, it's it, I do think the Clippers will finish with a better record. But if you're t- telling me like who would I take in a play-in scenario based on what I've seen, I'm going to take the Lakers. I'm sorry, but I'm a realist. I am going to be real about my team. I'm going to be real about the NBA. The Lakers are playing great basketball. The Clippers are not. The Lakers have good depth. The Clippers do have good depth. But I'm going to take LeBron, especially with how Anthony Davis is playing. I think that's going under the radar a little bit with this Jokic MVP thing. 
Anthony Davis put up what? What did he put up? Thirty and twenty-two last night. He put up thirty-nine the other night. Thirty-eight. Oh. Anthony Davis playing at this level, and then you add LeBron to with D'Angelo Russell, who's probably going to come back on Friday. I love the way the Lakers are playing. This is how I, I kind of figured they would play when they get a good roster around Anthony Davis and LeBron again. I mean, when you put guys like – even Beasley had an off night. He was doing cardio out there, and they still won. They still beat a Grizzlies team that was fighting. So, you know, for me, the Lakers – and I think on that April 5th matchup, which I think is going to be sensational, that April 5th matchup is going to be really fun. I think the Lakers will take that one, honestly. The Lakers are a better team – Right now, in ter- like Brandon, you know power rankings. The Lakers are a better team than the Clippers right now. It's not even a, a, a doubt. Yeah, I would agree. I have a question for the Laker fans in the room. <laughs> Obviously, the goal is to play in tournament slash the playoffs. Yeah. And I'm not saying these things can't coexist and happen at the same time. But how important is the development of Austin Reeves throughout this process? Let's say with with all with everybody getting healthy. Let's say Reeves's role diminishes. Is that something that you guys think about? No, I'm no, no, no. Listen, I, I love Austin Reeves. I've loved his development. I'm, this is not the college program. It's not a high school program. I'm not trying to develop Austin Reeves. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to get into the play-in. I'm trying to get into the playoffs. I'm trying to get as far as we go. If that means that, that Austin Reeves doesn't play as much as his development needs, I'm sorry. That's I'll give I'm, you. I'll give Darvin him credit. I mean, he sat easily down the stretch of that game. He's going to continue to pull guys if they're not producing and leave Austin Reeves in there. Like, if I mean, Russell's going to be in there because Russell's their third-best player when he plays, right? If Beasley and Schroeder aren't performing in a game, Reeves will be out there in the closing lineup. At some point, you have to think about the future of this organization, too, and the young guys. And To what extent does Austin Reeves play into the future of a championship? That's what I'm asking. I, I don't can, think he's the... I'm not building the team around him. No, but it's I got my thought process. But I think He's it's a, getting to the point where he can be the fourth or fifth, maybe sixth best player in a championship. Okay, but team. when I'm putting a get, when I'm thinking about the championship team, I my my focus is on the one, two. Yeah, I really don't put as much focus as on the three as you in particular do. You really like who is the third best player? I'm like, when the Lakers won the championship, the third best player. Was Rondo? It, well, then it, it, it was some nights it was KCP, some nights it was Rondo, some nights it was Kuzma. Like the third best player didn't really matter. It's fine. The white was great. But you know, as long as you had two of the top five at that moment in time, at least two of the top ten players in the world, you're good. The number three, the number three player has to be able to put up good numbers, but they don't have to be superstars. So I get what, you, what, what you're saying, but. I'm not really focused on Reeves as as I'm looking at this team going into the playoffs and the play-in. But um, all right, Grant, we will uh, catch up with you soon, my friend. The, I, listen, at least we have significant games for both the Lakers and the Clippers. They will play each other next month. Hopefully, they play each other in the postseason. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, "Stay safe, stay healthy." This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying face. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.